U.S. jobs report showing 10 million jobs created last quarter, then that seems like it's enough to go around. Let's go get paid, good people. Nevertheless, I've had a very, very good week, and I certainly hope that you have as well. All right, ladies and gents. I'm going to start off today's show by thanking everybody for tuning in, taking time out of your day to listen. Also, mention about my social media page, which I do appreciate everybody who has gone there so far and liked the page and even like some of the content that you saw on there. You can find that page on Facebook at RYL Now. That's the word R spelled out, YL Now on Facebook. Again, if you like what you're listening to here, enjoy the content you see me post there as well. Give me a like, give me a follow. I will greatly appreciate it. Also, my podcast is being played on pretty much every podcast site that you can find. So whatever your favorite is, you can find the show there. If if you're enjoying the show, you can also rate and leave me a comment there as well. And I'll definitely, definitely would greatly appreciate that also. In the show notes of the show, I leave timestamps for every segment of the show that I do. So that way you can always go back and re-listen or fast forward to your favorite segment in the show. So look for that in the description. But on today's show, as many listeners might have seen or heard about the situation that's taking place in Afghanistan. And let me start off by saying my heart goes out to those folks over there who are fleeing for their lives out of fear about the Taliban taking back over the country. It does raise the question for me, though, considering the Afghan forces we trained and spent a reported $85 billion on since they were left with some of our weapons, which was reported to be more advanced than theirs. Since they are still there, the Afghan forces, that is, just how did, just how were they able to take back over so quickly? Nevertheless, I don't want to actually dive too deep into that situation. What I wanted to talk about has been happening for a while now in our politics today here in the U.S. and some of you listening around the world might be able to relate. Also happens to be one of my pet peeves, which is hypocrisy happening on both sides. And this latest issue amongst Others just further highlights just how much our politics here has gone from political theater to flat out utter bullshit. Let me set the stage for you all so you will see what I'm talking about. There have been folks on the right calling for President Biden to take responsibility for what's happening over in Afghanistan. 
He's the current commander in chief. So he just needs to step up and own this situation. Don't try and pass the blame. To that I say, okay, since he is the current president and this is supposed to be the standard, he should take the blame on this situation unfolding only if we're willing to keep that same energy with former President Trump taking blame with what happened on January 6th. While we're on this, this subject, what about President Trump taking blame for the handling of the coronavirus situation in exchange for President Biden taking blame for how the border situation down south has gotten? And let's not stop there. Let's go full cancel culture mode since that's what both sides like to do anyway. And let's have President Obama take blame for not doing enough to pass laws that helped advance minorities from an economic standpoint since he had full control for a couple of years of both the House and the Senate. And let's have President Bush Jr. take blame for how we never found weapons of mass destruction, which was our excuse to invade Iraq in the first place. Of course, we know that neither side is going to agree to any of this. And here lies my problem and why, as I've stated before, that I'm a resident independent. Nobody wants to take ownership for anything that happens under their watch because it's always someone else's fault. It's easy to point the finger and blame someone else because that way you never have to point out your role in the crap show that you have caused. Long gone are the days of President Kennedy who had a history of mess-ups, stating that he was wrong on a situation while holding the office at the same time. This today is deemed unpopular to do in political suicide. And I think we all know by now that almost every person in office, their number one goal is to stay in office first and then get to the business of helping the people who voted for them second. And you know what? I can't even blame people who vote left or right for taking on this same mindset because hell, if your party leaders are going to display this type of poor behavior, then why shouldn't you? The biggest threat to our democracy today is just this. The more we keep allowing our elected officials to exercise this type of poor behavior, not only will we keep getting further divided, but our country won't really be able to advance as quickly as it could. For anyone listening that thinks that's some bull jive, think about how many times you were able to achieve anything in your life by passing the blame to someone or something. And I guarantee you that list either doesn't exist or it's very, very short. Also, these lovely news stations, and yes, I'm using that term loosely, that some of us like to watch, we need to hold them accountable too. How you ask? I'm glad you asked. We can do that by simply not tuning in to the ones that does this type of crap. Trust me, they will change what they put on that teleprompter quickly once they notice their ratings dropping. 
I've heard us all say we want change and better, and I completely believe it. But since we want that, then we have to stop going along with the same status quo. Like I told one of my police friends back when then officer Derek Calvin killed George Floyd, that the best of us have to call out wrong when it's happening. If we keep making excuses or passing the blame, then that makes us no better than the person doing the act. With everything going on right now in the world, there's enough blame pie to go around for everyone to take a slice. It probably won't taste good, but then again, what's good for us normally never does. All right, let me switch gears to a completely different subject. Just wanted to get that off my chest. And I want to switch to something that I actually, so back in episode 41 of the podcast, I talked about which Star Trek shows were my favorite and why I thought it only fair, since I did that, to go back to space in a galaxy far, far away and talk about which Star Wars movies I like the most and why. If you have never watched a Star Wars film, well, maybe after this list, I'll give you five movies from the series you should watch. Every Star Wars film can make this list, and trust me, I have seen them all. So without further ado, let's just jump in. Number five on my list is The Last Jedi. So I do realize there are more than a few Star Wars fans and probably just some general movie-watching fans that did not like any one of the new Star Wars movies with Rey and Kylo Ren in it. And I do understand... However, episode eight of the newer three movies was good. It was actually pretty good. The movie was able to advance the story of Rey, the Rebel Forces, and Kylo Ren. It also brought us back Luke Skywalker into the series. And even though how he died made no sense, in my opinion, I was happy to see him back in the franchise. This movie also had one of the best fight scenes in the entire Star Wars series with Rey teaming up with Kylo to fight the Royal Guards after Kylo killed Snoke. So, on The Last Jedi, my number five Star Wars movie. My number four Star Wars movie is the original OG of the Star Wars series, A New Hope, episode four. And that movie put Star Wars on the map, in pop culture, and it was also a great movie. The story of Luke Skywalker is brought to us in this movie and just what the Force is. I will admit, this movie is a little slow build, but I think that's the whole point of the movie. The movie wants to take you through each character's story and brings them all together to make sense about why the Empire needed to fall. It brought us perhaps the most recognizable villain of any movie in Darth Vader. Even if you've never watched Star Wars in your life, I bet you know that if you hear that chronic smoker's breathing, you already know who that is. The fight between Darth uh, Vader and Obi-Wan, and man, 
I'll tell you right now, as a Star Wars fan, I can't wait for that series to drop when it does here uh, later this year. But anyway, back on track. It's still iconic to this day and was the first time kids wanted to get their hands on a lightsaber or something we could pretend like it was one. Oh, and Luke Skywalker blowing up the Death Star was pretty cool too. So A New Hope, my number four Star Wars movie. Let's go by number three Star Wars movie. And... That is The Empire Strikes Back. In my opinion, the best of the OG films not only gave us a great story, but some pretty good catchphrases too, like Leia telling Han Solo, I love you, and him saying, I know, which, by the way, does not work for any guy out there who might be listening. I tried that a long time ago. Long time ago, I tried that. And let me tell you, if you want to not have a relationship last long, Han Solo in this movie showed you the way. But the story was mostly based on how the Empire was able to, as we say, get some get back on the rebel forces after they destroyed the Death Star back in episode four. It also focused around how Luke didn't have to go find out from a Mori-like figure in the universe about who his dad was. He found out the worst way you could by getting his hand chopped off and almost getting killed by the guy telling him, I am your father. All in all, this was a great movie, and I might go back and watch it here actually pretty soon. My number two Star Wars movie is Rogue One. And in my opinion, it is one of the most underrated and underappreciated of the Star Wars films. But let me tell you, this movie by itself alone, you could watch and never watch another Star Wars film, and you will still say... This was a great movie. It had everything that you would want in a Star Wars movie. And each of the characters in the movie, you were able to get a connection to, which is a hard thing to do based off of it just being one movie. Even though Jen Erso, played by Felicity Jones, was the main character and her tie into the whole movie was done beautifully, by the way. The other characters had their moments to shine. Cassian played by Diego Luna and the one I called one with the force played by Donnie Yen, it man himself. You'll get that reference if you watch the movie. One of my favorite characters. This movie, in a way, helped bridge the gap between episode three and four, which I really actually appreciated. The coolest scene in this movie was at the very end when the rebel forces that had been fighting was trying to make their escape only to be met in the hallway by that famous red lightsaber and the man with the chronic smoker breathing Vader and him going full on beast mode, killing everyone in his path. It was amazing to see and it highlighted just how powerful and ruthless Darth Vader could be, and I loved every second of it. So Rogue One, my number two Star Wars film, my number one Star Wars film, and look, it's no shock. I, 
this is one of my favorite movies actually of all times. Like out of movies that I have rewatched and could probably actually quote, this is one of them. And it's Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith, the third and last installment of the second trilogy brought us full full circle with showing us just how the Jedi fell and how the Sith took power in this film. This film had everything. It had Anakin and Obi-Wan fighting off against Count Dooku to Anakin actually killing Dooku. And then later in the movie, when Mace Windu was fighting Sidious after, of course, Sidious revealed himself to Anakin and Anakin went told and then they went to confront Sidious. He actually did the polar opposite of what he just did to Dooku. He killed Dooku because he was too dangerous to stay alive, but Sidious, who was too dangerous to stay alive, he was like, nah, sorry Mace Windu, but I chop off your arm so that way I can join the dark side and all that. And then of course, the two best fight scenes in the movie and honestly, some of my favorites, especially since the whole time, the Duel of Fates, which is just a bomb theme song. Matter of fact, if you heard that song, even if you never watched Star Wars, that's another one, too. You could probably hear and be like, yep, that's Star Wars right there between Obi-Wan and Anakin Skywalker. And then obviously Yoda confronting Sidious. I mean, th the movie was amazing. Yes, Panme was a little annoying in that film. Really didn't like Natalie Portman's character at all playing Panme in that film. She was actually quite annoying. But nevertheless, the film was great. So was episode three. Go watch it. It was a great movie. And my number one Star Wars film. Alright, let me switch gears to this. So I just wanted to provide a quick financial tip to anyone that is struggling with saving money because it is a real problem for a number of different reasons. I know it's been a while since I've actually talked about something finance on the podcast. And for everybody who's been listening to me for a while now, you probably have heard me say being able to help people reach their financial goals and get to your financial freedom is actually something that I'm really, really passionate about. And I think I'm going to start giving financial tips on every episode. I'm also going to post it on the social media page as well, just so that way everybody can start to build habits so that way you can get to your financial freedoms. But the reason why I wanted to talk about the saving money aspect is because I saw data that showed that on average, 78% of Americans do not have more than $1,000 saved. And that to me right there is enough for me to actually share best practice that I've been able to do, which got me on a saving money habit. So let's just say after you do your budget right, let's just say you have this thing in mind, I'm going to save $100 a month. And you put the $100 off in there, but then you find yourself having to dip back until the 100 What I always recommend, and this is something that I did when I did my budget and figured out, you know what, I think I can save $100 a month. What I did 
I actually cut in half and I saved 50. The reason why is because I knew I needed to build saving habits and I knew that if I was just going to pull from it anyway, let me make sure that what I'm saving, I can actually save and not touch. So I started doing 50 bucks a month. I actually started and put it on an online savings account. I bank with VO Bank half for years. I'm actually like them uh, very much. They're an online bank, so there's no debit card or anything like that. So you have to transfer your money there, but they actually give a pretty good rate of return on it. So again, not sponsored by VO Bank or anything like that, nor am I a financial advisor or can tell you what to do with your money. But VO Bank is actually a good choice because I did that so that way I couldn't see my money. It was over there. It was out of sight, out of mind. And for me, that helped me. So having it saved in a separate financial institution that wasn't, a, that wasn't tied to my main account. And on top of that, taking what I figured out I could save and cutting it in half actually allow me to build a habit of saving, still save money, and I didn't have to keep going back into my account to pull money until I built a habit. Once I built a good saving habit, then I was able to save the hundred because a lot of the times you have to do things to break certain habits and certain habits it's just hard to just stop at one time and spending money happens to be one of those habits. Trust me, I know. So that's my financial tip for this show. If you're having trouble saving money, whatever you said you could save, cut it by 50%, save that 50%, do that for as long as you can until you build that habit. And then you can up that amount, put it in a separate account that's not tied to your main account as well. And I believe it'll help you see some positive results in your saving money. All right, ladies and gents, that's all for today's show. I appreciate you tuning in, listening. I will be back next week. Until then, again, go to my Facebook page at RYL Now. That's R spelled out, YL Now on Facebook. Give me a like, give me a follow. I greatly appreciate it. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your loved ones, tell everybody. Until next week, blessing on top of blessings to everybody. I'll talk to you all later. Peace.